listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This Week in Pharmacy, I'm the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network and your host for This Week in Pharmacy. I'm here um, on my own. My trusty sidekick producer, Brady Yuri, is off today. So guess what? If there are mistakes in today's broadcast, it's because I'm rusty. I used to run this stuff. I was a one-man band, as many of our consultant pharmacists have to be or even our pharmacists who don't have enough technicians. So as the pharmacist relies on the technician as their right hand, I rely on Brady. A shout out to you. Hope you're having a good day. Next week, uh, he will be back and helping us to produce. We have a great show today. If you're listening after the live show, which is on Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern time, if you're in your car, if you're jogging, We have a lot to share with you today. Pharmacists, pharmacy professionals, pharmacy technicians, we care about you and your success and what you're doing to transform pharmacy. Um, Today is an interesting interesting show about uh, cannabis, about how pharmacists are leading in patient education, in guidance, in cannabis, cannabis medicine, cannabis um, therapies. And we have um, a sponsor um, called Cannabis Pharmacy who has joined the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I don't know if everyone knows Josh and Steve, but they've been on uh, This Week in Pharmacy before. And they have an amazing team backing them that includes people uh, like our guests, uh, all of our guests, uh, Dr. Jeff Lombardo, um, Amir and Jameson from CBDFX. We're going to be talking to them a little bit later. Um, before we get into that, let's talk about some news before we uh, get into our show. So I want to talk about um, several different things that are happening in pharmacy and um, something that was very interesting that came out of the Pharmacy Times was just published uh, today, um, August 11th, titled Driving Patient Safety with New Pharmacy HIT Standards and how these HIT standards will continue to be refined and documented by organizations like the NCPDP, known as the National Council for Prescription Drug Programs, and what those standards mean for pharmacy care as we get into additional data needs. We need um, uh, feedback on blood tests, feedback on allergy tests, feedback on pharmacogenomics, and how that's going to present a significant opportunity to continue to be a clinical-driven workforce in supporting our pharmacists. Read up on this. This is uh, driving patient safety with new pharmacy HIT standards. Let's talk about the the expansion of testing. We just mentioned uh, blood testing. Uh, By the way, we're going to the NACDS, um, the National Association of Chain Drug Stores, uh, this coming weekend. And we're going to be meeting up with Babson Diagnostics again. A shout out to Babson Diagnostics. They're bringing blood testing. It's a better way of testing. And they're bringing it to uh, community pharmacies. And it uh, couldn't happen fast enough, but we'll talk more about that. But, but in, I want to point out drug topics just 
post posted a, a story and it's titled from expanded testing to target market to targeted marketing, how to make sure your pharmacy stands out. And this is based on a speaker from the Diversify RX Pharmacy Profit Summit Live held on August 3rd and 4th. Pharmacy Podcast Network was a proud uh, press partner along with Drug Topics to cover that show in Dallas, uh, put together by Dr. Lisa Fast and her team. Uh, Dr. Fast is a community pharmacy owner. She believes in community pharmacy and this um, group comes together uh, once a year. It's just an amazing group of people, but we had Yasser uh, Halekow, uh, CEO of uh, Innovia Pharmacy, and he gave a presentation on on how um, targeted texting, point of care testing, laboratory testing expansion, immunizations, compounding, and then of course farming and online presence. If you are in community pharmacy and you didn't get a chance to go to the Diversifier X Profit Summit Live, we have an episode that came out just this morning. And it's a review. It's a part one of three. So be sure to listen to that podcast to get a feel of how much energy and how we um, we came together in support of our community pharmacies. Um, and, and understand that you have to make some changes to keep up with what's coming with DIR fees, kind of changing the game through payment. And all of the cash-based services that you as a community pharmacy have an opportunity to drive. Uh, so take a look at this article. Shout out to Drug Topics, um, William Williamson, uh, William Cumbersome. Um, he is um, a guy we work with at Drug Topics. Really appreciate you. Before we get into um, our next uh, section of this week in pharmacy, I did want to bring up on on just published today. It says uh, from Pharmacy Times: the technician product verification benefits patients pharmacists and technicians. And this is once again, the role of our pharmacists are expanding. Uh, things are changing and it, it brings a lot of um, uh, hope for a lot of pharmacists who want to transition out of one sector of pharmacy, like for example, maybe um, big box retail and go into something else. But I want you to read this, um, this story from Pharmacy Times because of the role of the pharmacist expands and therefore we need the role of the pharmacy technician to expand as well. Obviously, the right hands of our um, of our pharmacists and pharmacy operations. But take a look at this article. I found it interesting that um, they even quoted a certified uh, pharmacy technician um, named uh, Devel Lee, um, pharmacy operations manager at Absolute Care in Columbia, Maryland. How she sees the value of earning a pharmacy technician board certified technician product certification certificate, how it raises the level of quality of, of services extracted from pharmacies and the marketing of that to your community. So if they get used to that term and they say, does your, um, does your pharmacy, is it led by uh, certified pharmacy technicians? There's an element to this that um, I want community pharmacies to think about, independents to think about, but the coverage of uh, drug topics in Pharmacy Times is always one of our favorites. I um, am excited about the conference season continuing. We just got back, like I said, from Diversify RX Profit Summit Live. If you're going to San Diego, if you are part of the chain um, drugstore uh, pharmacy business, 
the NACDS, the Total Store Expo, is happening in San Diego um, starting on uh, Saturday and going through, I believe, Wednesday. We will be there. Pharmacy Podcast Network will be there on Sunday and Monday covering the event at the exhibit uh, show floor, which we're excited about teaming back up with Babson Diagnostics. We are being sponsored by NasoCleanse and by Order Insight. And we can't wait for you to hear both of the podcasts that we have ready. NasoCleanse is going to be a big benefit coming this fall for back to school, uh, people going back to um, grade school, high school, and of course, our college kids that are going back to school. Um, take a look at this NasoCleanse. You will uh, be impressed with, um, with the information that's been collected by pharmacists and some of the comments that have been made. Um, obviously, um, they, they're, um, they're giving a ton of education information out to pharmacists and community pharmacists. So we really appreciate them. And then we want to talk about order insight and management of inventory. That will be part of the NACDS as well. I will be in booth 1301. So if you are in San Diego, please stop by and say hi. I'd love to get a picture with you and talk shop. Um, and then we are headed to uh, the NCPA. The National Community Pharmacists Association will be held in October. I think it's October 14th. It's the Super Bowl of community pharmacy events and coming together. What do you get out of conferences? You're a listener of the Pharmacy Podcast Network and our shows. You're listening to This Week in Pharmacy. Respond to social media. Just give us a shout out and, and tag the conference that you get the most out of, the most value. And if you don't attend conferences, which conference do you think would make the most um, value uh, for you in your, your career? The specialty conferences that are amazing is the NASP coming up in September, uh, the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy, Rare Diseases, and much uh, a ton of education packed in that conference. Obviously, Assembia, which is a business conference around specialty pharmacy. If you're in community pharmacy, what about that? The NCPA, any of the wholesaler conferences, uh, Cardinal, Amerisource, and McKesson put on wonderful conferences for their uh, customer base. I encourage you to go to a minimum of one conference per year. And the element that you get at a conference in teaching and understanding the business of pharmacy is um, head and shoulders above doing a webinar or uh, sitting on a CE or taking CE or even listening to a podcast as much as, of course, we like, we love our podcast. But I there's, a, there's an in-person thing uh, element to learning and pharmacists teaching other pharmacists. So if you can get to a conference, if you're going to a conference, please, um, if you ever know that we're going to the same conference, let's uh, get you on the show and be part of the post-show content. Um, this Week in Pharmacy has been really busy. We are getting ready for uh, several new projects, including the support of the FDA's um, podcast that's out now. Episode three came out. Um, go back to our feed um, on Apple or Spotify or anywhere you can get your podcast and listen to the third episode from the FDA called Q&A with FDA. And um, we are so proud that they um, used the pharmacy podcast to get the content out specifically to pharmacists. That's exactly the reason that they joined up um, with uh, PPN to get their content out. And 
that is a call to other organizations that want to reach pharmacists, pharmacy technicians, um, whether it be conferences or whether it be something happening in technology. We just released a new show for listeners. Did you know we have a new show called Digital Therapeutox? Uh, digital Therapeutox is all about digital therapy, uh, digital therapies, digital health, technology in the hands of our pharmacists and physicians and what that means. If there's a technology platform out there that you are impressed with, um, send us a message. You can always reach out to me um, at publisher at pharmacy podcast. Uh, that's publisher at pharmacy podcast dot com. I would love to get your ideas. I enjoy talking with um, with pharmacists. I learn. That's how I learn about what's happening in our industries, our pharmacists and our technicians. And um, just a shout out to the job that you're doing. Hey, today's subject is um, cannabis, medical cannabis, and the usage of um, of cannabis in, in ancillary therapies and in, in where a pharmacist thinks it fits best. Um, cancers, anxiety, um, eating disorders, sleep, uh, nervousness, uh, pain. Um, there's so many applications, but the administrations are, you need a coach, you need uh, education. And really, that's always been my pushback to the rise of cannabis in the United States is as long as it's coupled with public facing, public health facing, wellness facing, and of course, safety in the hands of our pharmacists and nurse practitioners and um, and physicians that want to dive in. But in order to get there, we need education and we're going to drive a tremendous amount of education through this network, through a, a show called Cannabis Pharmacy, the Cannabis Pharmacy University and podcast brought to us by Cannabis Pharmacy. You can see CannabisPharmacy.com uh, is a, a great place to go. Uh, check out um, their uh, their products. Uh, we have a special announcement today. We are going to do 25 starter kits for the first 25. So if you're listening to this and you want to start into um, a cannabis business or at least start to kind of get your, your feet wet if you haven't, if you're a community pharmacy, if you're a consultant pharmacist, this is 25 free CBD starter kits sponsored by today's second guest that will be on CBD FX. Once again, that CBD FX. Uh, this is valued over six hundred dollars. Um, this is exciting that we're going to give twenty-five of these kits away. This includes free education, marketing materials, uh, a lockable display case. I got to get some photos of that and get that out on social, but uh, out on Instagram or something. A, a lockable display case to jumpstart your cannabis program, and you just have to go to cannabispharmacy.com. Once again, that's cannabis pharmacy.com and select starter kit and you'll check out for free and the cannabis pharmacy team is going to contact you with additional support um, and and in a way to leverage cannabis as some part depending on your state regulations and how things work these guys know it all they're going to set you up for your business but take advantage of this once again cannabispharmacy.com we're giving away they are giving away 25 free CBD starter kits valued at over 600 bucks. Get in, get it done. I am excited about today's guest. Um, Jeff Lombardo, Dr. Lombardo, 
Um, I got to meet him through the cannabis pharmacy team. Um, he is so impressive. Uh, he has outreach to our upcoming pharmacist and future pharmacist through his relationship with the Buffalo School of Pharmacy as an educator, as a constant educator. I would like to welcome to This Week in Pharmacy, Dr. Jeff Lombardo. Hey, Todd. How are you? Nice to be I'm, with you. I'm doing great. I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah, very excited about that starter kit. I think the audience should be, too. I uh, saw some of the products that were in there by CBDFX. Um, they're good, really quality products. So uh, I think your audience is going to be very happy with that. I agree. And I've received a, a more of a consumer-driven starter kit um, about six months ago from uh, Steve and Josh at Cannabis Pharmacy. Mm -hmm. And it was an education in and of itself. Not only were there a diverse amount of products, especially these roll-ons that I never knew about. I never knew about roll-ons uh, for pain. And sure enough, um, my wife has a permanent um, pain spot right below her right shoulder, down, mm -hmm. you know, down below her shoulder blade. And I'll tell you what, it, that roll-on is really the only thing she says that really gives her any kind of relief every time she, I think every time she stresses out, I think the muscles are tensing. And of course, I just get it in there and maybe give her a little uh, rub and it's amazing. And, and I got to experience that and I got to experience some of the gummies and start reading up on the applications. So I'm glad you're here today because we're talking about pharmacists leading in patient uh, education and in and um and care and guidance in cannabis so would you introduce yourself to our listeners and just give some of your background uh sure you'd be happy to todd um i kind of have two roles um i would say my my day job my main job is a pharmacy director i work for a healthcare organization and i uh, i'm in the areas of retail specialty and infusion pharmacy so kind of in that business arena um i'm also um affiliated with university of buffalo um as a faculty research uh, instructor and program director of the cannabinoid drug development program. So University of Buffalo is one of the SUNY institutions in New York State, one of the largest ones. Um, there's 13 colleges and campuses within the University of Buffalo. Um, I belong to the School of Pharmacy and Pharmaceutical Sciences. And we have a division um, that strictly focuses on pharmacokinetics through the Center of Inter Integrated Global Biomedical Science. It is a mouthful, but okay. it's where we do a lot of drug development and it's really been our core um, space, I think, for the last 20 years. What I'm, at, what I'm most impressed about with your involvement with the cannabis pharmacy team is the fact that you have these research tentacles and reputations with some projects that we're going to still be able to kind of tap into. And I'm wondering, you know, what, what other research have you looked at into the future that has really interested you? And is it tied back to a specific disease state or condition? Yeah, great question. So I'm an oncology pharmacist by training. I started my career um, at a NCCN cancer center and many moons ago, 20 years ago, and patients, um, when they were going through chemotherapy or had neuropathy secondary to chemotherapy, um, they failed standard of care as far as antiemetics. And we didn't have what we have today, right? There were some of the older drugs and the side effect profile was, was larger. And, you know, patients were nausea, particularly from the chemotherapy and pain. 
Um, as their tumors grew and invaded on various organs or nerves, they had pain, right? So, you know, patients were getting these products on the, uh, on the outside market, so to speak. Hence, I think the New York State or any medical marijuana program was great. But, you know, they came in, we knew where they were using products. There were safety concerns with those products. Um, if there was maybe some contamination in those products, which led to an infection, right? So we had to follow those patients. And that's really kind of got an understanding of seeing the therapeutic benefit of cannabis in some patients, whether it helps them with nausea, vomiting, pain relief, cachexia, the difficulty eating, um, or various neuropathies secondary from chemotherapy. So that's where I kind of dip my toe into um, cannabis and "Quote unquote efficacious use of the products." So I, I'm, I became so curious about applications specifically, and then of course dosing yeah. remains kind of a mystery. But I think there's means to refine and and to continue to drive uh, dosing abilities. But the topical world in pain management has been just a mind blower for me of of, of the opportunities that um, that we have in our community pharmacies, for example, or even long-term care pharmacies. When I think of our elderly um, who are suffering with joint, stiff joints or back pain or something, and the element of natural and homopathic that you're not really worried about your liver or your kidneys having to filter out a bunch of opioid or you know something else that you're using in pain management. But talk, talk to me about your, your references to um, research and in pain and, and how you see uh, a huge opportunity in, in pharmacists that are focused on that. Yeah, so if I if I tackle it from a community pharmacist angle, and, and I was a I was behind the bench too early in my career, right? So, and you mentioned topicals. Topicals are, are agents that patients, customers are very comfortable with, mm -hmm. right? Not as much systemic absorption that they feel if they put something topical, uh, it'll work. Um, one thing that we do at the university or other labs is when you have a product, you need to certify that product and really know what's in there, right? So I think part of the education that we want to produce going forward is, um, you know, what's in that product? What's safe in that product? And does it have a certification attached to it? Um, that kind of, as a pharmacist, I feel comfortable recommending a product that has maybe good manufacturing practices. But as a pharmacist, I want to know what's in there um, yep. Those active ingredients, inactive ingredients, and, and um, you know, for me to recommend it. Um, so we have labs that actually get products. We analyze products. We correspond to what's in the label and what our results are. And sometimes we see variations, you know, what's on the label may not be what's in the product. So why is that? Stability concerns, um, potency, there is kind of drift in the concentration over time. Um, so what we do is we partner with companies and we test their products and uh, kind of report back to them. The other thing that we do um, is if you take a product, maybe an oral product, we'll get into that. We'll further get into dosing. But, you know, how do you even know if the, if the product is being absorbed, right? So as yep. pharmacists, if I'm recommending something, how do I know that the customer will get us some absorption from it? We'll, we'll get an effect. So we, University of Buffalo, our department is, is strong in pharmacokinetics. It's kind of a long, fancy word. I'm sure your audience is very familiar with it, with yep. absorption. Does the drug get absorbed? How it's distributed in the body? How it's metabolized? And how is it excreted? And we've, we've done, we've developed some, some assays, basically um, draw some blood levels 
after a single dose or multiple dose to see what is that therapeutic concentration or basically is the compound being um, recorded in the blood. And we also do that with some of the vendors of products to say, okay, single dose, multi-dose, um, this is how much it actually is being absorbed into your body. This is how long it takes to get what's called steady state. And if you stop dosing, right, this is how long it will be, uh, it will take for the drug to be eliminated over time. So those are some of the core areas that we focus in on as pharmacokinetics. So pharmacokinetics, um, and I learned about that via pharmacogenomics. Yeah. And the app that uh, was being built out by a UPMC contract um, out of Pittsburgh uh, through Dom Meff and his team um, way back uh, 2015. I was asked to come on to help take and an, an, build out an API to a pharmacy management system to extract things like name and insurance numbers and basic information. But we were trying to assert uh, through ICD-9 codes at the time. Now, of course, it's ICD-10. But back then, makes me feel old to say that. Um, so ICD-9s or, or CPT codes, hey, is this person a candidate for a pharmacogenomics test? Yeah. And then it was a yes or no. And, and then the physician, of course, had to execute in requesting it. Can you tell me, based on our knowledge of pharmaco pharmacogenomics testing um, with regards to the substances and, and, and I know there's a certain classification. As a matter of fact, if you, if you go to Google right now and put in FDA pharmacogenomics, it'll give you a list of every single one that the, that the FDA has tracked or flagged. And back in 2015, I think there were 20. And now there's over, I think, 300 specific medications and compounds listed on there of what information that they're giving you. But can we get the same test results for THC compounds and CBD compounds in absorption and efficacy that we get for other medications? Yeah, so, um, you know, pharmacogenomics is out there. Um, it's, an, it's an expanding field, so to speak, and you mentioned the 300 targets. Um, I think it's been slow in adoption because uh, industry or maybe the, eventually the payer that has to pay for that test maybe hasn't really seen the clinical application yet, right? But it certainly is important. Um, the product is only one part of the equation. I'm glad you brought up the pharmacogenomics part because, you know, we're all maybe a little bit different in how we um, maybe metabolize a certain drug. Maybe we have a mutation or deviation of an enzyme that helps deactivate a certain compound. Um, the analogy that I, and so we're all a little bit different. Um, do I think it's mainstream yet? No. Do I think it's very valuable and important? Yes. So we've known with certain um, antidepressants that, you know, some drugs are, will work better in other individuals. Um, in oncology world, right? So we used to give a, a drug called cetuximab for every patient that, you know, met a certain, certain guideline. But when we started, you know, looking at the EGFR receptor and we looked at wild type versus mutant, right, we understood that 40% of these patients who were mutant really didn't benefit from therapy, right? So I think, you know, I, I've been in contact with some of the genomic companies that are out there and seen their platform. The question is, um, you may have many mutations, the, the difficult part is what's the driver mutation that's really making an effect? You, and what we see when we do a panel, we have a mutation on six or seven or eight targets. The hard part is to um, understand what to do there. But I do think it gives you meaningful information. So as a clinician, as a pharmacist, right? So if a customer comes up to the counter and said, you know, I had a 
genomic test done, and these are the results. Um, I think it, it gives the pharmacist knowledge to number one is be cautious. And there, there is published literature theoretically to say, okay, you have this mutation in the pathway of a certain compound, you know, may go this way. As a pharmacist, I would say, okay, let's start low and let's titrate the dose over a period of time. So yeah. that gets to that dosing component that I think is very, very important. Um, and the other part is, we talk about CBD, the effective range, what I've seen over years in doing some studies and research, it's very, very wide. You know, some patients say they get an effect at 25 milligrams, but I can tell you, we do some clinical studies looking at isolate or full spectrum, lower dose of full spectrum, but isolates up to six to 900 milligrams. And everybody knows um, the FDA approved drug Epidiolex, which tend to have higher doses to treat some of those seizures. THC, a little bit narrow window, but we know that patients build a tolerance over time. Very effective, but dosing is so critical. And I think what we want to um, give the pharmacists that listen to this podcast that information and correlate that to a product um, that we've used and we've studied and we really know are good products. I also want to make an announcement to our listeners that um, Cannabis Pharmacy and uh, several uh, schools of pharmacy, as well as associations that want to support the, the community pharmacist and our, our uh, senior care pharmacist, that this is going to become an environment here um, on our platform through podcasting, as well as webinars and some future education, as well as the business side of things, which is exciting that we have uh, CBDFX uh, coming on in just a little bit. Um, but I was thinking, Jeff, when you were talking about this education, mm -hmm. I just don't. I just don't think that there's enough education yet um, that is going to spill over into the consumer, based on the trust uh, of the pharmacist in their community. So yeah. when I think of our community pharmacist right now, and they say to the patient sitting in front of them, "All right." This is your new medication. Yep. It, you know, you have to take it for the next thirty days. Uh, we'll check up on you. Oh, by the way, what are you? What medications are you on now? Yes. And the patient says nothing, and the patient, and of course, the pharmacist has to dig, and they say, sure. "Well, wait a second. Um, you know, are you smoking? Are you drinking any alcohol? Are you um, recreational use of of marijuana?" And yeah. then all of a sudden, they're like. Either they're, the, the patient is either maybe embarrassed or maybe not embarrassed, but regardless, maybe they finally say to them, well, yeah, I occasionally, you know, smoke weed or I, I take an edible. If the pharmacist knows that, they can assure the safety of the patient, depending on what else that that patient is on yeah. in, in, the, in, the, in, in unfortunate contraindications that could take place. So therein lies the most exciting aspect of this platform that you're a part of, Jeff, is this constant drum of education back to the pharmacists that we can keep them informed. Yeah. And, you know, I, I work, have worked in, in a medical dispensary over time. So I'm glad you kind of brought that up. So the way that if I was a community pharmacist or a consultant pharmacist, how I would, I would look at it, you know, and there would be a, a customer, a patient you know, looking maybe at a combination product, whatever it may be. It all starts with kind of a medical history to kind of see, you know, where are you at? What, what's the indication, right? So I can, in the back of my mind, you know, the pharmacist, and we'll provide this information over time is, you know, what are, what are the good meaningful documents, papers, research? Um, 
that is, that is attached to the indication that the, you know, the customer or patient is coming to see me about. The other thing I want to do is exactly what you said. I need to get a very accurate medication profile history. Two reasons. Number one is as pharmacists or any healthcare practitioner, safety is of utmost importance. Number one. Right? And number two is efficacy, right? But I'm also, I asked other, other medications that you might be on, kind of gives me an idea of the severity of their disease. Specifically, if patients um, or customers maybe um, fail what's called first-line therapy, their first attempt on a medication, and they try something else, but they're not getting the needed results, I have found as a supportive care agent, you know, putting a cannabinoid product in addition with a FDA-approved pharmaceutical, in some cases that can work synergistically, mm -hmm. meaning there's an additive effect, Right. So that, that's really key what the pharmacist can recommend when they're standing face-to-face -face, you know, with that customer. And we're going to provide that, provide that knowledge. The other part is, you mentioned genomics. Drug interactions are very important. Um, if you have a patient that's on warfarin, right, there's some documented drug interactions between you know, some of the cannabinoid products and warfarin. I had a patient that um, came in and I probed, like you mentioned, and found out this patient had pain, but this patient was also a renal transplant. It was on immunosuppressants, right? So it's not a contraindication, but my plan and my recommendation was, as a pharmacist, you know what? Let's hold on the purchase today. I really want to speak to your physician, okay, and get him on board so he understands what you're doing. So this patient was on an immunosuppressant where they got some blood levels um, monitored on a kind of a, probably he was maintenance, so he was on every two to four weeks. But if you... So number one, if the physician agreed, that's great. He knows about it. But number two, his tacro levels or immunosuppressant levels can change over time. So we need to put a plan in place to monitor that more abruptly um, to make sure that number one, you know, he doesn't reject his graft. So those are some of the things I think through the podcast and the series that we want to, you know, give the pharmacist that um, that information. So when they have a consultation with their parent, with their patients. Yeah, and a shout out to the listeners, too, because the whole reason that this network um, has grown over the last 14 years is because of the participation of our pharmacists. And now we have over 50 participating pharmacists in either a permanent podcast or a series. So um, we're so excited, Jeff, that you're here to infuse knowledge for our pharmacists who are busy. They're driving in their cars. They're jogging. They're listening mm -hmm. to content that they want to get updated on. Um, and the importance of their representation of wellness within their communities. And I think, I think there's a future for cannabis and pharmacists really in helping to not only educate, but leverage um, the, the, even the, the, I even think of the behavioral health benefit to yep. someone that's on chemotherapy and, yep. and it's depressing them. And all of a sudden you start giving them CBD to relax them or THC or something that the pharmacist understands. And it changes their attitude. It gives them just a little bit of an edge where they're not as down. And now all of a sudden they're eating and they're talking with their friends and family. That is all part of, you know, the physiological care of, of what someone goes through. Yeah, I think the other thing that we want to do and we will do is um, we talk about the product. We talk about the dosing and the safety. The other thing that we're going to get into is, um, you know, what are some of the clinical trials or patients that clinicians have seen um, and what's the real-time application, right? So 
we have relationships with we call key opinion leaders, right? Some, some really, um, I would say very famous people in the cannabinoid space as clinicians, right? And have a dialogue with them. Okay, when have you used a cannabinoid product for your patients and get that kind of real world um, you know, uh, description from a patient case. So we're gonna provide that and we're gonna break that down by, you know, I like to disease states, you know, pain, anxiety, sleep, we, we know that it works very well for pain, spasticity, and cachexia. We're going to talk about some of the other indications that maybe some of the literature might not be as robust, but we'll give you some kind of clinical insight over time. If you're curious about uh, Cannabis Pharmacy, by the way, please check them out at CannabisPharmacy.com. You can use uh, checkout code PPN30 for 30% off your order. Or... If you're a pharmacy owner and you want to take advantage of the new starter kit deal, once again, 25 kits out, no charge to you. The pharmacy uh, team at Cannabis Pharmacy wants to get in touch with you, help you launch this business, help do well with it. The, the products here are absolutely amazing. I have um, definitely taken advantage, like I said to you, Jeff, uh, some of the topicals and, and what's happening and it's really important to have partnerships that bring education, business, marketing, correct communications, things that a pharmacist is going to take extra time to assure the safety and the validity and the, um, the authority um, because of how well trusted they are. And that's why I'm so excited about this company and their commitment to education and partnering with high quality um, product developers and distributors, um, which leads us to our uh, next guest that's coming on. But Dr. Lombardo, um, before we bring in our next, next guest, I want you to give a shout out to all of the listeners that are interested in learning more about specific cases and specific realms to, um, to reach out to you through LinkedIn or some, some way else. But um, just, just give a shout out to our listeners and letting them know where they can kind of connect with you. Yeah, so uh, LinkedIn profile is, is good. I, my email through the university is is a, a good uh, email. That is jcl, the number two, at buffalo.edu. I'm constantly on that. And, um, you know, excited to continue this uh, conversation and want to hear from you. What is, what's important to you? What information do you need? Um, and uh, we can provide as well. Yep. If, if you think of what it takes to continue a program that supports education first, which to me sounds like the word safety, making sure that what we're doing out there in the public is safe. 100%. But then behind that, having continuing uh, references and people that you can kind of connect with that are subject matter experts. Um, there's the Cannabis International Cannabis Society. I'm probably saying that wrong. It's a grouping of pharmacists that's an international pharmacist in cannabis or something. We'll actually reference that in the upcoming show. Um, be on the lookout for that in, in collaboration. If you are fascinated with this, this is the group of people um, as, as pharmacists that you're going to want to get involved with, including, um, once again, our next guest. Because if you don't have a business side to execute and have trust in an organization that can become a partner for you as a business in your communities, as well as our, our, I'm thinking of senior care, Jeff, 
and how senior care could really benefit from the world of CBD topicals and, of course, uh, THC were needed. But if we don't have a distributor, if we don't have an organization, the business side of this, it's hard to get any kind of scalability. Um, and, and with that, I want to I welcome Jameson and Amir from CBD FX. Gentlemen, welcome to This Week in Pharmacy. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Todd. So, Jeff, what did you think of that? You take different quadrants or different pillars of really building something, and, and we start with education, and we start with uh, of validity and, and accountability and, and credibility, and then, of course, we have marketing and then distribution. So what pieces of the puzzle do you think we, we need to add into that, or, or what are your comments on that? Well, it's, it's, it's very important to be vertically integrated. I, I started my career in kind of academics but moved into this business role. So supply chain, um, you know, understanding the, the business side of it and having really good partners with a company like CBF, CBDFX is, is so important because at the end of the day, um, you have to look at sales, you have to look at revenue, you have to look at return on investment, right? So um, very important to have alignment and be vertically integrated in your business plan. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, Jamison and Amir, it's so exciting to have you here and having the support of CBDFX. This is the first time that the Pharmacy Podcast Network has had an opportunity to not only have you on, which is the first of many, uh, we like to party here at This Week in Pharmacy, so be ready. We'll have to have you maybe even come into the studio someday. We'd love um, to. But tell us about yourselves. Let's start with uh, Amir. Tell us a little bit about your background and, and why you got into the uh, CBD and, and, and cannabis industry and business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I actually have been doing sales my whole life. Um, straight out of high school, I just jumped into a few different sales positions and um, different industries from, from cellular uh, technology to automotive and um, at one point, I was working on developing uh, a business for myself, just in a completely different sector. And I was hanging out at a, a, a you know, a location that everyone was gathering around, working on their little networking businesses. And uh, Jameson and I were were friends from before, as well as uh, Jameson's co-founder Ali, who's not on this call at the moment. But they had just started uh, a really cool business opportunity um, in the smoking cessation area. Um, and they were trying to basically help people quit smoking through um, the technology of electronic cigarettes, right, as it had become uh, something fresh and, and new to the industry, right? So um, we, we connected and we started to see that there was some uh, really, good, really good pieces to the puzzle there that we were able to connect with each other. I was able to help them kind of build uh, some of their sales team and develop, you know, some of the channels that were working into that program. And then as we were developing, they were, you know, going extremely strong, doing really well. I actually had some family members that were in specialty pharmacy, ah. compounding pharmacy, and they they were in need of sales support. And um, I, I stepped away from the company in order to go help them, uh, which introduced me to the pharmaceutical side of the world, right, the business world. And so I, I began working, doing uh, marketing and, and just kind of office admin things for a compounding pharmacy uh, in California. And um, we were working on a whole bunch of different projects. And that eventually evolved into um, a partnership with uh, a couple different small to mid-sized manufacturers um, in, in the U.S., uh, where we started developing different products that were basically topical pain and topical scar type products 
uh, mostly on the pain side so that we could help avoid some of the opioid type of prescription products that were going on, yeah. uh, offering an alternative to patients so that they didn't have to be um, uh, you know, prescribed or, or, you know, start getting addicted to any of the opioid products that were, you know, that epidemic that was going on in the U.S. and still continues to affect so many people, right? So that was one major thing that we focused on a lot. And what that led us to was naturally the cannabis industry, um, the legal licensed cannabis industry in California. Um, and my partners at the time, we, we were able to secure a plot of land that was in a zoned area for legal cannabis. We jumped into the project wholeheartedly and built a facility from the ground up, got fully licensed um, and started practicing um, just as uh, COVID hit. Um, and so that was definitely you know, hard to the business, but we were in that process. And our ultimate goal was how do we bring this, these two industries together, which it's already started on the, on the overall pharmaceutical side but during that whole time, which was really interesting, is for those years that I was working in the pharmaceutical space, Jameson and Ali had actually transitioned uh, into the CBD space and the CBD wellness space for, for many years. Um, and they had developed CBDFX, uh, which ended up becoming and still is one of the, the biggest names in the industry as far as CBD uh, overall health and wellness. Um, and due to their definitely high quality and reliability and just attention to detail and overall um, patient wellness and, and customer health. Um, and so as that project was, was uh, the one I was working on was kind of going into autopilot with some of my partners, I received a call from Jameson and Ali and they said, hey, this is, this is growing at a rate that we think it would be great if you had an opportunity to come back and join us. And I did, and and so far it's been uh, it's been great. Not just helping a lot of consumers and, and customers and patients out there, but being able to work with you know your best friends and do some good things. It's always great. That is awesome, Jameson. What about you? How'd you get into this business, and <clears throat> what are you, why are you so excited to be part of this? Yeah, how long do you have here? <laughs> we, have, we only have uh, ten minutes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sweet. Uh, we, uh, as, as Amir said, we started uh, this business, you know, uh, in a different vertical, but with the goal of helping people. Um, and somewhere around 2014, we had a cust one customer of ours um, that had, that was a retailer that had about a thousand stores within their chain call and say, hey, we just heard about this thing that just passed called the 2014 Farm Bill. Um, you know, it, it legalizes, you know, hemp and CBD in a different way than it was before. Can you please look into it? Because we're, well, we think that our customers would really, you know, benefit from this, these types of products. And um, because we were so close and we were doing so much business with them, I said, just give me, you know, a couple of days. I want to become a quick expert on, on, on this and just dove right in and, um, you know, locked my door and, uh, and just did as much research as I could. I came out of that couple of days with just a new, um, new level of excitement around this, this product and, and what could what the possibilities could could uh, uh, could be for both you know what benefits to the customer as well as um, on the business side of things. So we developed a few SKUs under the brand name CBDFX, and um, over from 2014 to today, um, you know we're constantly just innovating and uh, and massaging our current um, product portfolio, trying to fill gaps within the product offering and things like that, just to drive um, as much value as possible to our, our retail partners and ultimately to, to customers. And so. That's kind of the little quick elevator pitch, uh, but yeah, it's, su it's super exciting. Every day we wake up, um, like Amir said, working you know shoulder to shoulder with some of 
our best friends in, in the world and we're having fun doing it and, and trying to put out the best, most um, effective products possible. Well, I can't come at, the, at, the, at a better time because the pharmacy market is changing. Our payer, um, payers, which are the PBMs, are going through the gauntlet of change because of uh, our Congress and our uh, lawmakers are realizing how much profit is being sucked out of their tax dollar in the form of, uh, of profit for the PBMs. It doesn't make any sense. So we're going to see, instead of dispensing fees that govern the entire pay way of how pharmacy works, we're going to start seeing how pharmacists can get involved in outcomes-based therapies. Mm -hmm. And part of outcomes-based therapies are going to be them understanding what does vitamin E do for us, mm -hmm. right? What does uh, nitric oxide do for us? What does this digital therapeutic do for my patient to make sure that they're keeping on track with their therapy? What's cannabis going to do for our mm -hmm. cancer patients or for uh, endometriosis specifically? Mm -hmm. Or um, what's it going to do for you know, anorexia or whatever it is. I mean, you could just keep going. It's the power of people like Jeff um, that's going to be infused into this environment that you are now part of, which just excites me because I've, I said to you during our meeting, and I'm very transparent. I say, I say the same things to my business partners as I do as my private meetings with even my staff as I'm doing publicly. And that is, I've always wanted an environment that pharmacists could trust other pharmacists to lead them to the right mm -hmm. um, products mm -hmm. and, then, and then do three things. Educate so that they can re repeat that and continue to educate. Number two, support from a marketing and business development perspective. And then number three, have a distribution partner that we can back up into all of this so we can pull through good products. Have either of you, Jeff, um, Jameson, or Mir, have any of you on this um, on this podcast today, or even our listeners, a shout out to our listeners, have you ever read the book called The Blue Ocean? The Blue Ocean Strategy? No, I've not. Okay. No. So what is happening right here today, which, um, you know, we don't have enough press on it to make it a, a, as a big of a deal as it really is, is we're, we're moving into the blue ocean of cannabis in healthcare through this initiative. And what the blue ocean concept is, is there's a whole bunch of fishermen in the ocean, fisherwomen, fishermen, fisher people. And because they're fishing all these boats together, there's blood in the ocean. There's a lot of blood in the ocean because of all the fishing, right? And all of the, maybe you don't like fishing, or you, don't, you don't like this analogy, but nonetheless, that's the concept of that in business. Taking your boat and pointing it into a direction and sailing away from all of that churn and all of that competition. Think of how many people are in the cannabis space. <laughs> oh, I'm a product distributor. I'm a cannabis guy or gal yeah. or business. Great. So is a bunch of like, what, 25,000 other you know organizations. Yeah. What CBDFX has decided to do is hey, your little boat or your big boat is, yeah. is go off into the blue ocean where there's no competition, relying on pharmacists, relying on data, relying on evidence-based study to basically position your products at a much higher level of value than all of the churn over there in the red ocean. And I want you to think about that because that's what we're all part of because I refuse to podcast about squirrel nests and 
and candy, corn, and all this, you know, psychedelics that don't have any kind of backing of understanding of what's going to happen to the consumer market. The consumers think that cannabis is thought out. Colorado, California, you know, Arizona, different places, and it's not. We are still pioneers in this, and you are pioneers in this. And because you guys are selling into a blue ocean, I want to be aligned. I want my boat as part of your boat. Uh, I'll be a tiny little communications tugboat. But I want people like Jeff on my on my ships and I want in our pathways and helping our clinicians first understand and educate mm-hmm. and then second support them to support our consumers so that we get the right products in, into into these people that need it. Love it. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, you have to get that book. Yeah, now, 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 yeah, now we have to read the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and buy a boat. <laughs> and buy a boat. <laughs> and buy a boat. Yeah, let's all buy a boat. <laughs> We're gonna need a boat. That is also in medicine, and that is the researchers that um, that are so passionate about the research that they they continuously pull that evidence based uh, le- uh, lever. Jeff, I'm wondering from you that's in this. What has to happen from a national level? What are you doing when you're shouting out right now to educating our listener of why, what has to happen for us to accelerate that research? Yeah. So I can tell you, I mean, cannabinoid, CBD, THC, whatever formulation, you know, does help patients. Um, and in, in a lot of situations, you know, if, 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 if um, they want to try it, um, routinely very safe to do they need some guidance and they should be allowed to do that um but you know we're in the industry where uh, approval um you know you need fda approval or a schedule status kind of impedes um, us to really answer that question and that mindset that is kind of the normal drug development pathway um so i think you know regulation schedule status are are things that are going to be talked about you know how you design a clinical trial and irb to review a product right it's very expensive for a company to put a drug master file on you know on file with the fda in order to study their their product in the way that is within the guidance document but at the end of the day um, these products do help certain individuals pharmacists can guide that you know but more importantly you know the companies that are making these products cbdfx um, Central Processors is another company that we work with in New York. Great products. We know they're safe. We we know they're they're um, good manufacturing practice. That is so important because we want to make sure that products are how they're labeled, that they're safe. Then we'll answer the efficacy question over time. Yep. And a shout out to our pharmacy owners. You people are you people. That's right. You people. You people are some of my favorite people out there. You're the ones that are uh, battling for your your thriving um, and existing in your communities and what you're doing. I want those people to take advantage of this deal. It's a six hundred dollar kit. It's a free starter kit powered by CBD FX. Um, Amir and um, and Jameson, thank you so much for kicking this out for us and sponsoring 25 of these kits. If you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network right now, scramble on over to CannabisPharmacy.com. Once again, that's CannabisPharmacy.com and look for this starter kit. Um, this is going to be an incredible infusion mm-hmm. of intention and excitement in this. I wish you guys were going to the NACDS with me this weekend, the National Association of Chain Drug Stores, 
because I guarantee that there are some organizations there that are focused on cannabis. So make sure that we align ourselves for 2024. 100%. But am I allowed to to give some secrets away today of of, of what uh, a, what conference you might actually be part of, or am I allowed to say that, or is Josh and Steve going to beat me up? <laughs> no, I I think it's fair game. Yeah, yeah let's. All let's right, get- all right, here we go. All right. So the National Community Pharmacists Association is the Super Bowl event of community pharmacies. It it really is. It's just an amazing getting together of community pharmacy owners and uh, CBD, uh, FX and cannabis pharmacy and the pharmacy podcast are going to have a soiree. I'll get close to the microphone. We're going to have a soiree. So come on down to the booth and hang out with us. No, we're going to have a on um, on the showroom floor, we're going to have a little bit of a party, a little bit of a gathering. We're going to celebrate pharmacists. We're going to celebrate community pharmacy and how important these independents are to the community. But we're going to just pound and get ready to give you as much information as possible to blow up your CBD and your uh, cannabis business in one way or another. And it's very much customized. So, um, Jameson and Amir, I am so thrilled and excited uh, to be working with CBD um, FX. We're going to do some social media. I'd like you guys to do some some twerking. If you can do some twerking on 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 uh, on, on TikTok for us or something, but whatever you guys got going on, we we want to uh, double it up and blast it out there through Cannabis Pharmacy. But I'm just excited that you guys are part of this. Yeah, we're excited as well. Same. Looking forward to big things ahead. What can you tell the listeners about this this starter kit? It's got um, a little bit of everything um, that uh, that we see uh, most successful within similar channels, um, and it's got some pet products, uh, some creams, some of our best selling gummy items, um, and we are just uh, just offering that variety to a select um, group of stores uh, in hopes that this helps kick off uh, in like a risk free way. Um, their their CBD category within their store. So just hoping to drive value for um, for all of the uh, the customers within the cannabis pharmacy network. Well, we're all for it. Uh, I like to get the feedback from um, from our uh, pharmacy owners. Um, in fact, if you if you have some ideas about um, uh, cannabis and your experience with that, reach out to at pharmacy podcast on any of the platforms. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, find us on LinkedIn. It's easy to find us. Uh, Jeff, uh, shout out to you because you're going to become a, a new co-host, uh, a new host here on Cannabis Pharmacy Podcast and Education. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to hear, you know, what the pharmacists want to learn about, right? What do they want to be exposed to? What questions do they have? And um, I'm really excited to, to do my part in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the process here. So we also know that specialty and rare disease states are impacted and there's opportunities for THC and cannabis and topicals and pain relief within the rare disease states. So if you're listening right now and you are in specialty pharmacy, please reach out to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. We're going to be a media partner at the NASP, which is the National Association of Specialty Pharmacies in September. I can't remember the date. Uh, Guys, I am not good at dates. I have too much data in my brain right now. But it is, if you Google National Association of Specialty Pharmacies annual event, shout out to Sheila Arquette, their CEO. She's just wonderful. Uh, Jeff, you've known Sheila for years. Yeah, she's Um, great. 
we're going to have Jeff, we're going to have you integrated into our, into our programming. Um, Jameson Amir, it's a snobby uh, environment for pharmacist type of people only. So we're going to kick you out for this year probably and just bring you back to partying back with us at the NCPA. But um, you're going to be invited the following year because we got to get staged up and get ready for you. Sounds okay. good. You guys are going to bring the party hammer. <laughs> we'll be twerking. That's, right. that's why we call this twerks. That's twerks, right. Twerks, twerks. All right. Well, we had a wonderful twerks. I want to thank uh, Dr. Lombardo, Jeff. You are a champion. Uh, James and Amir, you guys got me fired up. It's going to be a great weekend headed to San Diego, thinking about um, us growing this together and really empowering our community uh, pharmacists, our, our senior care pharmacists, our specialty pharmacists. It's really about you guys uh, being effective uh, in your markets and in your in your uh, communities. But, gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of this. And um, and please uh, subscribe to Pharmacy Podcast Network. You got it. Love thank it. you so much for having us. Take care. Thank you. thank you very much. Thank you. All right, we are wrapping up. Please, if there's anything we can do for you, if there's anything that we can reference for you, if there's any information that we talked about today that you would like more information on, please reach out to at Pharmacy Podcast. That was This Week in Pharmacy. We can't wait to talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you.